try and see everybody. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with our little practice here, please do feel free to move down closer to the front. We'll have plenty of time to go back to assigned seats when we've finished, and that makes it possible for us to um, ask questions, answer questions, feel a little more intimate. And that said, I'll go back to saying good evening and welcome to everyone. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. And it's uh, my pleasure to be here with you tonight in the War Memorial Opera House here in San Francisco and welcoming you to our Meet the Artist program. This is Friday, February 27th, and we're in 2015. This uh, Meet the Artist program produced by the Center for Dance Education is uh, just one of many programs, and I hope that you're familiar with many of them. Look on the San Francisco Ballet website, sfballet.org, where you'll find just a wealth of information, and you can find the um, adult education programming, which includes the Meet the Artist interviews before Friday and Sunday, uh, matinees and at the seven o'clock hour and then on Wednesdays we have the points of view programs which are actually open to the public whether or not you're ticketed and uh, those are at 6 p.m. till 6:45 here on the stage of the Opera House. <clears throat> Most of you are aware these programs are recorded and you can go to the website and find the podcasts um, it's uh, sort of fun to go back and review something from years past, review a program you might have missed, um, review a program you enjoyed and want to catch what you uh, thought you heard and weren't sure. This evening, this is um, just so special. This is program three on which is one of our world premieres for the season. And it's always a treat to have the choreographer of a world premiere. And it's more of a treat when it's one of the home team. So I'm really delighted to introduce Miles Thatcher. Hello. <laughs> Miles has, is a, a member of our corps de ballet, is a young choreographer with already considerable experience behind him. This is his first main stage production and I thought it would be um, sort of, how, how did you get here? How did this happen? So you came to San Francisco Ballet, really, several years ago. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Um, I had come for the summer intensive a few times, uh, which is a summer session that you can study at, you're invited to and you can study, and I fell in love with the company. I, I just knew that I had to be here. Um, so luckily I was accepted as a trainee in 2009 um, and then from there Helgi accepted me as an apprentice in the company and then a year later into the Corps de Ballet. And somehow or rather right away you've made your mark creating dances and I want to ask the question when did you know that creating dances was something that you wanted to do? Um, well, it's funny because when I was really little, I, I remember wanting to do it and telling, I think, a, a, one ballet teacher that I wanted to be a choreographer when I grew up. And I think the reaction was kind of like, okay, well, we'll see, you know, takes, <laughs> it takes a lot to get there. Um, 
And so as you're training seriously, I think um, it's easy to really get swept up in uh, focusing on technique and focusing on uh, basically learning the craft of dancing. So I, I kind of lost touch with that. Um, but an opportunity presented itself when I was a trainee. We had a choreographic workshop that um, was also somehow a competition in order to show a piece in a festival in Toronto. Um, and so I went into it kind of thinking, well, you know, I might as well give this a shot. I've always wanted to do it. Um, I, and keeping in mind that I really just wanted, if I found something that I was interested in, I would much rather create something for me rather than try to make some genius work the first time and just have fun with it. Um, and that went well. And uh, so Helgi chose the piece to go to Toronto. And then um, I was able to set it on, when I joined as an apprentice, I was able to set it again on the trainees from, the, from that year. And uh, ever since I had been invited back to create new work on the school, which I'm really grateful for. Um, so I've created four ballets on the school, and I'm happy to be working with the company now. Um, before we really leap to that, yeah. <laughs> working um, with, the, with you say working with the school, mm -hmm. working on the trainees yeah. is a fantastic lab experience mm -hmm. because they really are the most advanced dancers. Mm -hmm. They are just pre-professionals. Right. So you've had um, a pretty good, uh, let's say, canvas for your creation. Yeah, I, well, I, I think what was really important was I had these really talented technical dancers who some hadn't quite started moving in a contemporary way, so it was almost, felt like it was my first time in the studio with dancers, and it was their first time in a studio with a choreographer, so, and we had lots and lots of time to begin with, which was fantastic, so we, you know. <laughs> You'll never have that again. I know, I know, exactly. Um, uh, so it really led me to develop a process, my own process, my own style. And, and we do a lot of things like imp improvisation work. And uh, I remember one year I started by having everyone sit down and just writing on a sheet of paper what the word vulnerability meant to them. And that's kind of how we started the whole piece. So sometimes we would, you know, take three hours and kind of talk about our feelings. And so it was really nice to have the luxury of being able to discover this art form together. And especially since I feel like the training program really, um, it, it was really important to me in my development as a dancer and, and, I, and it kind of really changed the way that I see the art form. And I'm really happy to be able to give back to, hopefully give back to the, the students and help them discover themselves as artists and be there for the journey. It's, it's a really incredible and humbling and uh, it's a great experience. I want to spin off about five things from, from the sentences okay. you just did. Oh, God. Okay. If I can remember them all. <laughs> um, you've, you raised uh, your, this fascinating process of working mm -hmm. with your, your group, your dancers. Um, reminds me of a chorus line. I don't know if you know the story of yeah, how, I do. yeah that, you know, they just all sat and told their story mm -hmm. yeah. and then up came the musical. Um, You've now had the experience of working, I don't know, you've created five or more works mm -hmm. over these last just few yeah. years. Have you had the luxury of doing that same thing or have you varied your process? Um, I, think, I think each 
It's interesting because also each year I've worked with the school, kind of my time has gotten less and less since I've been doing more with the company and more, uh, more work or starting later. Um, so I've really tried to condense, find out what's important to me in the process and condense that into whatever time we're given. And it's great when we have the luxury of uh, doing things like improv in the studio and um, especially, I, I don't know, I think working with the tr trainee age is a lot different than working with company dancers just mm -hmm. because there's, I think there's more discovery in the process mm -hmm. and, and there's a little bit more pulling mm -hmm. on both of our ends, but it's, it's really gratifying when it happens, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I don't know, helping someone grow is really fascinating. Um, yeah, so I think going into, kind of going into this new work, I've uh, kept in mind what is important to me in the process and hopefully worked with the dancers in a way that involved that as well. How would you then reflect the idea of working with experienced professionals who are actually, many of them, your peers, as opposed to working with students? Um, I think it's great because things happen a lot quicker when I ask for something. Uh, pretty immediate, which, which of course puts the pressure on me to create faster because there's a lot less of standing around and trying to get the step right because all of a sudden it's there and I'm like, oh, okay, next, you know? Um, but it's also, you know, I'm, I'm, I spend all day with um, the dancers just as a dancer myself, you know, whether we're taking company class or in the dressing room together or backstage. So I feel like, um, I just felt so, I, I feel so grateful to have this connection already established and really know them and, and how I want to push them. And also I feel like they understand me um, as an artist, so creating something that's a bit, that has more depth was, came more naturally, I think, yeah. Well, you have been privileged to be part of an extraordinary program mm -hmm. that has, some of you may have read about it, you may be aware of it, if you're not, um, it's basically called the Rolex Mentor and Protege Arts Initiative. Um, how about you just describe the program? Uh, this is a year-long program sponsored by Rolex that basically gives the resources um, for a mentor, which is um, more of an established artist in a certain arts community, um, a, a time with an up-and-coming artist. So there are um, seven different art forms that happen every two years. So I was the dance protege. Uh, with uh, Lexi Rotmanski, who is my mentor this year. So um, I've had time to go basically drop everything here and go uh, observe his process and um, see how he works in the studio and, and chat about life and get coffee and, and, and show him my work. And, and it's been just really incredible. Yeah. And this is, you're chosen through some sort of identification process that I think it must be just remarkable. But do the mentors um, have a field of choices? Is there an application yeah, there's process? An, How are you brought yeah. together? Uh, there's an application. First, first um, they discover who the mentor will be, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, there's a panel that's mm -hmm. really involved in each different arts organization. And this year they wanted to focus on preserving classical dance, because I think um, prior years have really focused on more of a modern aesthetic. Mm -hmm. um, 
so Alexei was the first choice, and he said yes, which I'm really grateful for. And then uh, uh, they asked a group of us to apply, um, and they narrowed they narrowed it down to three applicants. And when I got the call, they told me they were flying me to Paris for an interview, which was kind of an insane concept to me. And I was like, oh my god, um, which is really cool. And and I chatted with Alexi and got to see his premiere on the Bolshoi Ballet in Paris and meet the artistic staff of Bolshoi and Paris Opera and I was jet lagged and uh, sick and mind blown, you know, it was an amazing experience. This is still part of the interview And process. this was the interview process. So even, I think even like on the flight home, I was just like, if nothing comes of this, I've gained something out of this because it was incredible. Um, but, and, and so it's up to him to choose out of kind of the narrowed down few of us um, and luckily he chose me and it's been it's been incredible so far yeah it just takes my breath away I'm just me too. <laughs> of course um, I don't we, believe it but <laughs> we've become familiar with his work here yeah. now um, you'll see the Shostakovich trilogy later in the season among some of the other mm -hmm. things he's done um, let's now zero in on the piece that okay. you're presenting this week. For those of you who've come in after we started, we're in conversation now with uh, Miles Thatcher, who, whose um, world premiere work, Manifesto, premiered night before last. Mm -hmm. This is still pretty new. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so how did this piece come about in your mind? We know that you were invited by Helgi to stage mm -hmm. a work on the company. You had a wild idea? You'd been working on something for a long time. Where did this one come from? Um, I think I had a feeling that I wanted to tackle a different type of music that than I had been used to. I'm, I'm used to working with minimalist, Steve Reich, Michael Nyman, more minimalist artists that has um, more of a, I think, contemporary driving pulse. And I wanted to uh, start getting a sense of Bach and how how the classicism of Bach and the intellectual qualities and the emotional qualities kind of all relate to the classical terms, I guess I would say, of ballet. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where it started. Yeah. Wow. So you go to Helgi and he says, what if he'd said, you know, I really don't want Bach for this evening or I, I <laughs> then maybe I would have been relieved and chosen something easier but <laughs> but I'm really happy okay. so yeah, I'm said, happy okay. about my yeah, yeah he, he's very open about artistic choices which is something I'm really grateful for yeah and then um, the evolution of the work mm -hmm. itself How, what kinds of things we are you trying to express if that's not getting too specific for us um, we do want to just experience it. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's definitely a heavier ballet, um, which I also felt like at the time, it, it, it felt like a ballet I needed to create and not that I was just going to have fun creating. So um, I really wanted to explore themes on a few different levels, definitely structurally and intellectually, but also emotionally. Um, and I think it's a piece that the more you see, hopefully the more you will notice and gain from it. Um, but I can tell you that it's, I don't know, even seeing it a week ago when it was just starting to get together on stage and we just started to get the costume and lights. I remember walking to work one day and having a really emotional experience because it's 
um, a ballet that's very personal to me. Um, and it's just humbling that the dancers were so committed in um, communicating the vision that I've had. And, and yeah, yeah, it's been an awesome experience. I'm gonna anticipate, well, I'm hoping that some of you are thinking of questions that you would like to ask Miles, um, but anticipating one that is so frequently asked. Um, you had the luxury of a second cast, mm -hmm. perhaps even more than that. How, what is your approach to working with different casts? Uh, I, I think I always like to work with two casts in a room when I'm creating, mm -hmm. because I feel like it doubles the brain power in the room. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I really like to utilize my dancers and have them involved in the creation process, so maybe we're having trouble getting, you know, figuring out how to get out of a certain lift, and, and one cast doesn't really have it quite right, but the second cast in the back has completely created something. I don't know, I think it's so fascinating to see also how dancers um, interpret your work and evolve it. And, and it's also, I, I feel like both casts have done an incredible job of staying true to their own um, interpretations of what I've given them, and I absolutely encourage that. And sometimes mm -hmm. I'll say to the second cast, you know, this is, this is better for you guys, and you should do it this way, and, and don't try to be like the first cast, they have their own. They have their own sense of things, mm -hmm. and feel free to, uh, yeah, figure out what's what's best on you, and, and uh, bring yourself into it. Last question before the audience: um, How is it to have the the excitement, the motivation mm -hmm. of creating this work, mm -hmm. getting it on stage, being the creator, having to do all of the business with the costumes mm -hmm. and the teching? Yeah and then have to run on stage and dance? Uh, it's tiring, but it's okay. <laughs> I think it's, um, I mean, it's definitely a lot of work, but I think anything worth doing is a lot of work. And um, I think as hard as it can be sometimes, uh, dancing and choreographing really feed into each other for me. They're a completely different mental space and creative space. Okay. Um, and, and they kind of give relief to one another, I find. Um, so I may be exhausted, but it's worth it. I feel like I'm gaining things from doing both. Yeah. That's great, but the word relief was not the word I thought I well, would Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Somehow it works. <laughs> okay, now let's ask the audience if they have questions for Miles. And there was a hand up right there. Cool. I don't know if it's fair to have two such weighty questions. The first one was, um, how do you choose your dancers and, and mm -hmm. among your peers? Yeah. And he said, among your friends. And then the second question, oh, would you ever dance in your own piece? Um, I'm going to answer the second question first, and then I'm going to say, I hope not, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, um, I think it's hard to get, if you're dancing in something, it's really hard to have an eye on it and get a true perspective on it. Um, and also, it kind of erases the challenge of creating something with somebody. Um, I, I think the most beautiful moments happen when they're unexpected. 
and you figure it out with another brain in the room and another person in the room. Um, and how I choose my dancers, um, I think I've been lucky enough to have worked with a lot of the dancers in the company before, just because we, you know, we, we bring so many through the trainee program. So, um, you know, I feel like I've had, I've been able to kind of form, establish this choreographer and dancer relationship with a lot of the dancers. Um, and it's been, it's been really amazing to see them uh, perform my work again and, and, and evolve my work again, but as a professional dancer instead of a student. So that's been another great experience. Yeah. The whole, um, in a very large company like this, how dancers are chosen is sometimes you get the ones that are available. Yeah, I think that's also a big, yeah. big part of this. But <laughs> if you're free, you're on, you know. <laughs> obviously, I would imagine mm -hmm. that you would say, you would go to Helgi and the ballet masters and right. say, here's this list of yeah, dancers yeah. I'd love to work yeah. with. Can I please? Yeah, luckily I really have been able to, um, you know, Helgi's, uh, it's worked out that I've, I've gotten the dancers that I've, I've wanted and, and, and I think they've done a great job. Question over here somewhere. Are you hard on yourself? Or are you are you happy with your pieces? What's your response to your own piece? I just paraphrased her question. Are you hard on yourself? How do you respond? It's there's just a storm of emotions on that level. It's a, it's a really I don't think. I, I think I treat each piece as kind of a stepping stone and a way to learn for the next one. So of course when a piece is on, I judge if it feels right or not, not if it's good or bad, because I, that's not my job to say, I don't think. Um, and, and I hope I learn something from each piece I do. You know, that's, I, I like to challenge myself in that way. Um, and of course, I think whenever you create something and then you look at it again, you always just, it pushes you to try to be better the next time. <laughs> so that's my answer, yeah. <laughs> um, there's one way back there. So the first one, um, do you pay attention to reviews, which is kind of related to that question. Yeah. And then the other is um, the, this two-sided career that you are now in. And I think, if I interpret her correctly, do you plan to continue as a choreographer all the way down the road, mm -hmm. I guess? Okay, first one, reviews. I think reviews are a product of our art form and therefore unavoidable and some sort of necessary um, fact. And they can be, I think, I think reviews can be as intelligent as the work and at sometimes, you know, I think, I think it takes a special critic to make a special intelligent review, whether it's good or bad. Um, but I, I don't create for, I don't create ballets for critics. Um, and I think it's more important to stay 
um, authentic to who you are rather than try to please other people because whenever you try to please other people, it just all goes down the drain. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, I think as long as I'm doing things that, it's, it's exactly what I said to myself when I first started. I'm doing this as long as I can find something interesting to me to it and if other people can, and I, and I really hope other people can connect with it and I know that possibly not everyone will and that's absolutely fine with me. That's kind of the beauty of art. And the second question is if I eventually plan to transition as a choreographer and I, I absolutely, sorry, oh, oh my God, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I absolutely love choreographing and I find everything about it fascinating, you know, the ballet technique and the movement, but also the psychology behind it and getting to work with people and um, getting to create, be, be in this creative space. So, um, but I also really enjoy being a dancer, so I'm, I'm hoping to find a balance between the two for as long as I can. Let's see, we have another, another question. Uh, All right, so the movie Ballet 422 sounds mm -hmm. I ha haven't had time yet. We've been here. <laughs> um, I haven't she, had time yet. She's talking about the, ba the uh, movie, mm -hmm. Ballet 422. Ballet 422, right. which is a documentary on Justin Peck, who is um, 20, a 27-year-old choreographer who is also a dancer at New York City Ballet. Um, and we're kind of becoming in the same situation. But um, yeah, it's been nice. I know Justin, and he's, he's great. Um, and I feel like he's, he's finding a really nice balance as well, so it can be done. I'm, I'm just recalling an example that you might want to emulate uh, or not. Uh, Christopher Wheeldon mm -hmm. was an outstanding dancer, mm -hmm. a principal dancer, Royal Ballet of England, New York City Ballet, and there was a moment when he just stopped performing mm -hmm. and said, I need to give over my... Right my life to, to choreography. Probably had another 15 years of mm -hmm. dance left in him, but be interesting to, you're not there yeah, yet. No, I think that that question will answer itself when it's time and. Sure. <laughs> Are you gonna sign your books? Yes, okay. <laughs> I almost forgot. Um, and this would have been a horrible omission. Um, one of the great things that's emerged this season is the lookbook a souvenir book of pictures and articles about the company, about the dancers. And it's become kind of fun to know that uh, folks are beginning to collect signatures of all the dancers in their lookbooks. So what you'll want to do as soon as we have finished in about a minute is to go up to the shop on the mezzanine level where Miles will go as soon as we're finished and be signing lookbooks. So that'll be a fun thing for you to collect the great choreographer after his first world premiere with San Francisco Ballet. Um, I'm afraid we have run out of our time uh, for conversation, but you still have the opportunity to uh, interact with Miles and his signatures in the shop. With that, I want to say thank you all for being a great audience. Be sure you'll go check the uh, website and keep in touch and on track of what's going on. You will enjoy this evening's performance. It's wildly varied, and you will get to see the work Manifesto by choreographer Miles Thatcher. Thank you, Miles. Thank you. Thank you all. And thank you, everyone.